Welcome back to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We got a great segment for you. It's called The Athlete and the Chef. So sit back, relax, and let's go. Yes, good start. Uh, it's live now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there, there's that. I was wondering why uh, the um, Instagram side was not working, but I was like, well, I guess we're not going live on Instagram. But, um, you know, you take a week off and all of a sudden you just forget how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the way it always works. Um, dude, I uh, looked like you had a fun weekend in the desert. That, that uh, aside from the sleeping, which we already talked about, but. Um, that's something that, uh, when I was growing up in Idaho, we used to do that a lot. Like we would take the, the motorbikes out. I said motorbikes. Um, we would take them out and, you know, we would have guns, we would camp, we'd, you know, hunt rabbits, which we never actually got one, but like <laughs> it would, there, it was desert out there and, uh, you just don't get that over here. And it's, uh, one of those things that I definitely miss. You know, it's something I've done for the last two decades of my life never never before i was kind of a grown-up right um, it was just something where you mean you can just drive an hour and a half away and stay somewhere for free and yeah. stuff and do a lot of illegal driving and <laughs> yeah that's yeah, fun it's fun it's fun right i mean it's like uh i know you don't have this problem but <laughs> like you know, we're pretty, as, as everybody probably knows that listens to this, we're pretty football eccentric house and, you know, football's over now. And so we're like, what do we do with our weekends? And now it's almost like we got this, like, uh, um, this freedom of like, man, we, yeah, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> and so it was, it's, uh, but like doing things like that are fun. And I think, um, you know, I think they're, they, they're, they're just good to do. They're just good to get out of the city, go do something, go, you know, explore nature, have fun. I don't know. I, I enjoy that stuff. Yeah. Just with life, our last probably four or five weekends have been just slammed. And this yeah. was literally like the first time it was available. That's and awesome. We don't go often, but it's kind of like generally because it's free, because it's not that far away, because it's easy to get to it. It's something that can just be like, Oh, let's go to the, Go desert tomorrow. Okay. Right. Right. Like we we generally leave Saturday around four, get there at six, six thirty, depending on what we're having, like stopping at for for food and what we have to grab at the store, and then I wake up because it's <laughs> the sun comes out early there. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> it does. So everyone's up at six, and then we go over to the area where you can like shoot some guns and. It's only so much shooting you can really do. So yeah, yeah, I lasted through a couple thousand rounds and in like two hours because I have I have a speed loader, so it's a lot faster. No, oh, um, uh, yeah, that probably makes it way faster. Yeah, I can I can load twenty five round magazines in about ten seconds. Holy so, crap! And we shoot. Uh, <laughs> we mostly shoot like my son doesn't he'll shoot bigger rounds, but he really likes 22s and I mm -hmm. like the cost of 22. So mm -hmm. that's mostly what we shoot. But. Nice. Nice. Well, uh, let's see, you know, I'll, 
okay. I'm going to preface this, the start of this part of the conversation as um, I'm not happy of the results that came out last weekend with, you know, Niners losing, whatever. But I do think the team that managed the game the best won. Okay. I'm just going to say that. And that's all I'm going to talk about the game. <laughs> I promised myself that's all I would talk about. So, um, but there was something that I did notice and I, <laughs> I got um, a bit frustrated about, um, and I've seen this happen, and, and it's not only the Kansas City Chiefs that did this, but they have. Now, we all know about, you know, the the whole, uh, you know, traumatic thing that happened at their, uh, at their parade, the shooting, all that stuff. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. But what I am going to talk about is the way that professionals conduct themselves in public. And when, and I'm going to break it down to the, like the, probably the most amateur level. And I'll use kind of myself as, as an example, but like when I'm out in public, like, um, and I'm at certain places that I know people know me and know where I work, I am uh, a direct reflection of, you know, pizzicato. I'm a direct reflection of my family and I'm a direct reflection of, of me. And so when I'm in public at certain events, that have to do in my industry, I'm doing my best to be as professional as possible. So one of the things that really, really frustrated me is watching these guys like shotgun beer after beer after beer on these on a bus and this parade in front of everybody, stumbling around drunk, uh, slurring words when they're singing a Garth Brooks song. And to me, um, I probably wouldn't even notice, to be honest with you, I wouldn't even notice or care um, to the extent that I do. But I have, you know, kids who look up to these professional football players that are in the public eye and and seeing this. And they have the Lombardi trophy and they're using it as like a a, a liquor luge. And like to me, I it just was like, why why is the NFL allowing this? First of all, why do why are these parades um in the fashion of of these, I guess, adult kids? <laughs> it's kind of what they are, um, drinking and all that stuff, um, and just acting uh, acting a fool in a way. And I just I and I so I had my kid ask me, like, Dad, what why are they doing that? Like, what are they chugging are are they chugging soda? And I'm like, No, dude, that's not soda. <laughs> And then, and I get that they worked hard. I get that they're celebrating, but I think as professionals, and this is how I, I also look at weightlifting like this. When I'm at a weightlifting meet, um, I'm representing a team. I'm representing my coach. I'm representing uh, the people who, you know, follow this podcast, the people who, you know, know me to me, I want to be professional. And I think that there's a certain level of which you got to understand that you are in the eye. I am the lowest of the lowest person that I am talking about here because nobody's probably watching me. But at the same point, um, I'm going to do my best to represent the people I know the best. And I just think and I feel that it is a horrible rep representation when you're in the eye of the public as much as these football players are to be conducting yourself in that manner in front of kids who look up to them. Like, I, it's just crazy to me. I don't know. Rant over. <laughs> Good rant. Yeah. So I don't, I don't 
watch sports. Right. Right. <laughs> I didn't see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny because not many people, uh, you know, people might know what I'm talking about, but this has come up in the past when these big championship parades happen and like the players are just getting annihilated on the, and what they do is they ride on this double decker bus on the top of it. Right. And it's an open top to the bus. And so it's like a big deck up there and they're just yeah. like chugging beers and like throwing beers in the crowd. And, Listen, the, the it is what it is, and people have been doing it forever. I just find it to be a little bit unprofessional, especially when you're in the public's eye that much. And that's sure. that's kind of that's kind of my my thing. And I've I, I guess I've been a part of um, an experience in weightlifting where you know the people I was supposed to be representing were not necessarily conducting themselves um, very professional, and that bothers me. Cause I, I look at, I don't look at what we do as professionals, but I look at, you know, the way we hold ourselves is, is a direct reflection of our character. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, I don't know the, the phrase exactly, but it's something along the lines of like the way you do things in like the way you do the little things or the way you do the big things or the way you do things in secret are the way, you know, you know, which quote I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Um, uh, I think it just shows a lot about who these people kind of are, but I think the other part, and again, I, I didn't see it, but I, I've seen this type of attitude reaction, um, like the, just being like, I'm, I'm a God, I'm God's gift to everybody to be on this team or to like, if it's weightlifting, I'm the best weightlifter out there. Yeah. Like just being extremely cocky and, I think that one thing that we're, we see as we are both mid forties. Yeah. Um, these are still children and yeah. they are children with so much. Uh, they're spoiled little brats. Yeah. They don't, I'm not saying what they do is not hard and that they're not working hard, mm -hmm. but they don't have any, they realistically don't have any other responsibilities. This is their job just to go play a game. Yeah, and they get paid million not weightlifters, but uh, <laughs> these guys. Some of these people, athletes, are getting paid millions and millions of dollars to play a game that three years ago, three years earlier, they could have been in high school doing it for free. Yeah, and yeah, you make a good point. They just have too much power. They, I, I think that just society in general gives them too much credit and gives them too much. It just gives them too much. I don't yeah, know yeah. if it's realistically. I, I personally don't think they should be getting paid what they're getting paid. It's nuts. It, it is absolutely mind blowing because you know, uh, at the end of the season like this, you start hearing a lot about like salary caps and you know who has what contract and what that money looks like, and it's, dude, it's mind blowing <laughs> to see how much these players uh, they make and you know, and then it's even crazier when you see the players that are holding out for more money. And I'm like, wow, I just can't, you know, I'm, I'm middle-class, you know, grew up lower than middle-class and I'm pretty comfortable and happy where I'm at in life. But like, Holy crap. Could you imagine having a $47 million contract over three years? Well, what do you like, do with that? 
I, I thought I heard something about like some of these people are making realistically more money than I've probably made in my life in this one game. Yeah. Oh and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just going to blow it. They're not going to be good with their money. Like, I think it's one of those funny parts where just these people are going to have so much and they're going to lose so much. Yeah. Like the, I guess the, what say the, the higher they climb, the farther they'll fall or something like that. Something I'm, like I'm that, really, yeah. I'm really yeah. off on all these, like, crazy <laughs> but I know the idea of it. Were you not, Hey, did you not watch Instagram before you didn't get all your inspirational quotes? <laughs> so, no. I, you know, it's it's interesting because I'm going to switch gears a little bit here, and it because it, it reminded me of a conversation I had uh, with Donald of last week about kind of like, you know, he was he was kind of throwing it out there that like, hey, USA, USAW is, is, you know, their their focus is on the wrong wrong people. Like they need to be focusing on people like Olivia right now, and but they're focused on you know other people and and um. The, that conversation kind of went into a direction of like, you know, what if, you know, what give a world here where we treated, as a country, we treated the sport of weightlifting in the same fashion as we treated football. So I'm saying like peewee leagues, I'm saying high school teams, college scholarships and teams competing nationally, internationally. I mean, it like with the size of our country and the amount of people that would be pulled into the sport, like it, I mean, obviously it would be a whole different sport, but could you imagine if our sport was as popular and had as much attention and um, uh, opportunity as football? Yeah. Wow. That would be crazy. I think, well, I think that not just, just whatever. Yeah those giant paydays or just the the chance of there being those giant paydays with these like with the NFL and with the NBA and mm -hmm. what's that other one? The baseball one. <laughs> MLB. Uh, yeah, those that one. <laughs> there you go. That's what's causing like weightlifting or that's that's what's pulling all of the good people who have so much potential in weightlifting into those other sports. Correct. And I don't know about you, but I don't know what I would say either if I was in the situation. But if you had a chance, if I, okay, blah, <laughs> been a long weekend, a lot of all sleep. No, don't even worry yeah. about it. <laughs> Way it goes, right? I've known probably based on where I live and just the people that I've, um, who I work for, mm -hmm. I've known probably over a dozen people who've been in the NFL or the, the baseball one. Okay. And I've also met probably a half dozen Olympians. Okay. Most of the people who were in football or baseball, nobody really knows that they played because it was like, they played a season or two. They weren't the standout person. Yep. Their, their bodies are like broken because they just sacrificed the, their entire body to the sport um and then now they're just living doing their best to like live their life but they're not rich they're not um they're not in this great position but they can say oh back in my day i i played in 90 the 92 93 season or whatever yeah but then the people who made it to the olympics like my dad worked for speedo uh for like 
30 something years. And then he worked for Nike swim for a long time. So I got to meet a lot of more of that side of the, the Olympians. Yep. Um, and I wasn't even a swimmer, but people knew who these people were. Uh, like I knew, I met a bunch of the professional volleyball players who went to the Olympics. I met a bunch nice. of the swimmers who went to the Olympics. Um, and everybody always, always like, they're an Olympian. Like you yeah. can't take that away. Correct. Like, everybody knows that. But if yeah. someone's just, they, they play the season and they sacrifice their, their whole body and wreck themselves for their, realistically for their life to not be able to really function very well after that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, and, and you know, those the, like swimming and volleyball and, and those sports, like think about it. Those you can get scholarships, you can move up there. You can start swimming, competing and swimming at such a young age. And I just when it comes to weightlifting, um, the U.S. Is, is on its own little island in a way because we don't treat it the same way the other countries do. You know, and I know that we're not going to talk about this. This will be another podcast, but just a great example of that is the enhanced games like that. Yeah. You know, you have a, a an investor that's saying, well, let's see what we look like when we are on controlled substances. So, but again, that's another podcast. Um, but like, I just, it's, it's so it's like when we're trying to compare us as weightlifters and our elite weightlifters, you know, uh, the you know our Olympic team or Team USA, to um, the rest of the country or the rest of the world, like I, I just see, I think there's a disconnect because of the way we treat the sport, of the way we market the sport, of the way we we just don't. <laughs> I hate, and I'm, I'm, this is going to be a probably come off really horrible, but I think we would have a better, there would be better competition on Team USA if it was marketed better. I agree with that one. Um, uh, yeah, no, it, and it's funny because there are so, like, speaking of like the enhanced games, kind of a little bit. Yeah. Football is the enhanced games. Hell yeah, it is. Like <laughs> baseball is the enhanced. Like yeah. all those sports where there's millions and millions of dollars at stake, those are the enhanced games. I think right. that's partially, this is my opinion, that's partially why, for the most part, the highest end of United States lifters are clean because they don't have the money to to do it right. Yeah. And I had this conversation yesterday during one of the, the class I was helping coach at the gym. And this girl was asking me all these questions about uh, the professionals because we were watching Europeans like it was streaming live. Oh, nice. And she was just asking me a bunch of questions. And um, she's like, why? Th this one girl isn't from here. She's from Europe. And she's like, why do Americans not use the drugs and the rest of the, the, rest of the world does? Right. And why is this sport not as big here as it is everywhere else? And I said, because in other, this, this, I listened to a weightlifting house a long time ago. And I think they were talking about this, that the rest of the world doesn't, they're not the superpower like the United States is. Okay. So, but what they can do is they have very smart people. And when they're sending an Olympian, like a weightlifter to the Olympics and they win and they piss clean it shows that they have the correct scientists and the smartest people in their country to be able to get them that far yep and to, to pass the test yeah 
So it's like a power flex on that end by these little countries that um, nobody else would be like, oh, they're a dominating superpower in the in the world. It's like America doesn't really have to to flex that because that's kind of what we're known for, <laughs> just being who we are. So yeah, um, yeah, that's that's super. Uh, that's that I, I like the the perspective that you threw out there because um, it just shows. Uh, it kind of shows our ego, you know, like, yeah, you're right. We are known for like being uh, clean athletes. Um, we all know that behind the scenes that there's probably some question marks there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but for the most part, I think that we, we uphold a, uh, a clean sport type, uh, feel, uh, to what we do. And I, you know, it's, it's interesting because when I saw, I saw actually saw, watched it on the news, local news, mind you, <laughs> that they were talking about the enhanced games. And like, and I'm, I looked immediately at Alana and I go, there's going to be pe- people are going to die. <laughs> <'Cause you're laughs> like, you know, they're going to be like, Oh, I'm going to take two vials or, you know, I'm going to combine all these, you know, but then I got to reading into it and it was like, you know, it's controlled, it's blood work. It's all that stuff. But, um, you know, I, I just, I think, Oh man, this is such a controversial thing to say, but I think that if, if we took the sport and we said, you know, we're going to, not only are we going to treat this like a professional sport and we're going to have sponsors and money and all that stuff going into it, but we're going to have a, you know, you're going to have team doctors. You're going to have people out there that are going to allow you to (laughs) allow you to take these drugs and take them in a safe manner and go out there and compete against the rest of the world. You know, what, what would happen? And this is all like in a world, right? Like, <laughs> like at the beginning of a movie trailer, but like at the same point, like what would happen? Would we compete? Because do we have, okay, now here's where my ignorance in the sport comes. Okay. You ready for this? Um, do we, do we actually have gold medalists in the last 10 years or in the last 10 Olympics? Yeah, silver and a bronze, I think. Okay. Both women. Both women. Yeah. I mean, women are killing it right now in weightlifting, by the way. Um, So that, and that's kind of my point is like, why haven't we taken a gold? Like, it just, it it boggles my mind. It it really does. And um, I wish that there were, there was a right answer, but I don't think there is. Yeah. So, uh, we've talked on Marco Polo and spoiler alert, but eventually we're going to be doing a show uh, with a lot of research that we're doing with on Glenn Penley. Yep. Um, you just bought the book. I have the book. Yep. I'm going back and really like obsessing over all of the old weightlifting house podcasts. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and I'm just trying to re-listen and like not cram like for a test, but I'm just, I used to have to wait a week or two before I'd get a new one. And now it's like, I just hit next, hit next, hit next. And I'm learning so much stuff and so many things are like really making sense mm-hmm. on what, uh, how he was as a coach and yeah. what so many people have said who he is, is really not who he was as a coach, like his style of coaching. That was right. just how he coached people who needed to be, or how he programmed for people who needed to be programmed for in that way. Correct. 
So it's his job to, as a coach, to give people what they need so that they can succeed. Yeah. But that's a different podcast. But what we were, what I was listening to with a lot of this stuff and what he was saying is we can't have an open drug uh, sport of weightlifting because it, the, a lot of the countries that just don't care about their people, they're just, they're recruiting kids and they're figuring out who can do this sport. And then they're just going to pump them full of drugs. And if they get all funky and get hurt or screws up all their hormones and like who, who, as a dad, who's going to send their eight year old daughter and be like, Hey, you should do weightlifting. Yeah. Knowing that they're just going to start pumping them full of hormones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. I, it doesn't make sense. And like you look at half the people from the 90s and early 2000s, which wasn't that long ago at the Olympics, those those weightlifters are dropping dead from like, uh, right. like other parts of the world where they just literally took whatever they could get and their country was just experimenting on them because they were just the next weightlifter. They had more if they needed. And I think that's that's the hard part because even in in my opinion, even with an enhanced Olympics, if there are if there are rules that you're only allowed to have this much, people are going to want to push more. Yeah. They're always going to want to push more. Yeah. So part of me feels like if they're going to really do it, it, should just be open free game because people are then going to people will probably take less if they are have just an, no rules compared to like, hey, this is the limit. Okay, let's take more. Let's see how much more we can take. Right. And yeah, yeah. And different people react different ways to drugs. They so do. like some people can take a little bit and it goes a long way. And some people need to take a lot for it to go a little way. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting topic. Like and I don't like I said before, I, I just don't know what the right answer is. Um you know, performance enhancing drugs. I think, I think right now that performance enhancing drug label is uh, really, really big. You yeah. know, I mean, it, like you, you, you've told the story about your buddy with narcolepsy, narcolepsy. Yeah. And you know that they're looking at his medicine as a performance enhancing drug, which, okay. Um, but I think when you got when you look at, at what some drugs are doing, I think you got to take in account like what's their main purpose. Now I know that there's the argument of like you know what? Well, if you're taking the drug, just don't compete. Like you can lift weights, just don't compete. And I get that. Um, but there's got to be there 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 must be a middle ground of how we can. Um, be how, how that this could happen and allow us to compete with the rest of the world. Yeah. Cause I just, it just, it's, it, I mean, now listen, I'm, I'm probably getting a little bit uh, more uh, amped about this, but then I need to, because at the end of the day, it does not affect my sleep. If all the USA does not compete well in, in the world yeah. again, in weightlifting, but um, I, for for as much and and we are in a small niche 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 uh, environment, but as much um, effort and emotion as people put into the sport that they're in that are in the sport, it's like man we we got to do better. We got to do better. 
I, I and and <laughs> I, uh, something came up when you said oh when you're talking about Pendelay because I'm I'm really looking forward to those um, those shows coming up here. Um, but he did. I listened to one just recently where he called out. He said, "Women are going to surpass the men in yep. weightlifting." You remember that? Yeah. Yep. And like, look at look at them now. Like, I mean, they're not surpassing in weight, but we have some of the best women weightlifters in the world. Yeah. Oh, Olivia's crazy. She's doing great. <laughs> Dude, she, and, yeah. I think the reason that they're not focusing on her is because they're focusing on the drama. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's what yeah. they want to focus on. They want to focus yeah. on where's the drama between the other two. Yeah. <laughs> and Sorry. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, I mean, it's funny that there's drama and because we're all kind of on the same team. Um, but I, I get where the drama is. I get the, you know, with Kate jumping up to Maddie's weight class. Um, Hey, do what you gotta do. It's a weird move, you know, because you know me, I'm kind of a, I'm a fan of that final attempt and like the, the documentary and I'm watching it. And, and, uh, I mean, Kate has come out and said like, I'm done after this quad, like after this run. And so for her to make that jump and from everything I've heard on other podcasts, like that's a, it's roughly like a 14 kilo jump for her to make, to even surpass and to be able to be looked at, um, as possibly going, that's a big jump. Yeah, it. the thing is that a lot of people don't like to talk or aren't talking about is she doesn't have to fill out the weight class. Mm. So I don't know what she naturally I see lived what you're saying. So she was a 73 or what was it, 71? 71, then 76, then 81, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, she's, maybe she's living around 74, 75. So that's a good point. That's so a then, really good point. Yeah. So then even if she was competing in another competition that wasn't Olympics, but had the, the 76 weight class, she just has to weigh over 76. She doesn't have to, it, it's not that she has to fully fill it out. And we've talked about this before with me where I love to be, I love to drop down and wait about three to four months before a competition and then just, calorie overload leading into the competition where I don't have to worry about making a cut and I can take in the extra calories so I can recover faster. Yeah. uh, Better. uh, And just do more work. So. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I've been eating, um, I've been making strides to uh, be very hmm, diligent about my eating, meaning I'm putting in, calories, but I'm putting in the right calories and I'm doing it at very specific times of the day and, and all that stuff. And <laughs> my body weight, dude, my body weight is sitting at uh 102. It's like 102.9, which is exactly where I want to be. Sure. Like, I, I know that it, you give me a week of just eating normal and lifting, I'm going to drop down to 101. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but my, it's my body weight is it's like everything I'm putting in right now. My body is just like, give it to me. I need it. I need it. I need it. And I feel it, you know, I'm in, I'm in the the heart of it right now. I'm getting yeah. ready for masters nationals and my body's like, give me every freaking ounce of calories that you can give me because, um, it's, uh, I, you know, 
I'm busting my ass out there. And it, it really makes, it makes a difference. Well, um, I've seen, I'm, I have access to your program. So I see what you have on the program. Yeah. And that's why you're not gaining weight. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> the amount of work and the weight and the percentages of how heavy they are, that that's why <laughs> yeah. that's why you're burning through those calories. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, trust me, I'm not upset about it. I'm actually glad because or, or happy about it because it, it it's like, you know, me, I'm I'm kind of a data driven person. And this is in in one way, it's a form of like me seeing what has always been talked about, which was you gotta, you know, you make sure you eat uh efficiently when you're lifting weights in order to uh, continue to be able to do it and, and perform. And I'm seeing it happen. Um, and that's kind of cool. You know, when you see it in real time, yeah. you're like, Oh wow, this is cool. Okay. I'm not going up to one Oh four. Like I have in the past or I'm not, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not like, you know, having to watch what I eat and, and then cut at the last minute. Like I'm living in, in, in my body's weight class and I'm staying there because of the programming and because of, of the work that's being done. And it's really neat. I'm looking forward to see, seeing the results of what all this brings. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. It's just a uh, jump back to two of the other things we we're just talking about. Yeah. So this is another, like probably good reason why some of these things are, are tested <laughs> because <laughs> these the crazy athletes who are just pounding beers and drunk everywhere and on top of the world are the guys who would, we would have to trust that aren't going to overdo it on drugs. Correct. <laughs> so no, you're right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, um, <laughs> yes. And it goes back to exactly what I was talking about at the beginning. Like there, you know, we have, there's there's a type of people person out there that will abuse the system and abuse it in the way that it's, it's like the kid that, you know, uh, pisses off the teacher in class and ruins recess, you know, or takes recess away from the whole class. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, hey, if we got to do it, we got to do it. And I guess, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it It's hard when there's just we're just two old guys talking about what ifs <laughs> like what nothing if. we say is going to change the reality of yeah anything. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that uh, it, these are all conversations are worth having. I mean, you know, you and I have kind of always joked about like, Hey, let's, let's do a show and let's focus on the, you know, the scientific things of, uh, of what the drugs do. Um, but you know, I, <laughs> that's a, that's a quite the feat. And I think that would yeah. take a lot of, a lot of time to put that show together. I mean, it might come, may not, but I'm looking forward to the Glenn Pendele one. Um, yeah. You know, the book is going to be, is going to be great. Uh, I have, I've definitely been listening to the podcast. I think we've all been doing it together. Um, yeah. I'm even considering reaching out to a couple of his old athletes. Cause I have one person's perspective that'd be um, awesome. that has fed me a lot and fed a lot of people of exactly who he says that Glenn is. Yeah. But I'm like, based on a lot of these things that I'm listening to now and hearing little tidbits of stuff that he's saying, it's like, that's not how he programmed for everybody. So yeah. Like, how did he program for like one of the pieces I've met, uh, uh, 
Travis Cooper a handful of times. Yeah. I yeah. thought about reaching out to him because he's he's he was always like, yeah, the way that I programmed for Travis was totally different than the way I programmed for uh, Shankle. And like it was like different people he knew how they needed to be programmed for. And there were yeah. some people who didn't have a good attention span, so it was always different. And then right. there's other people who was like, yes, on Fridays we do five by five at eighty percent. Yeah, and it was just known. That says a lot about his his awareness as a coach and just understanding his athletes. And not only that, but like, you know, I and I don't know how big of a team he had at one time, but like, you know, being able to understand like each individual athlete and how they work, and then not only like you know, create individualism, but like, you're actually like saying, okay, this guy, his attention span, I'll lose him in five minutes if, if I just look away. So I'm going to give him this. And then this guy needs consistency or his head's going to explode. So yeah. I'm going to give him this and man, that, I mean, that right there makes him a legendary coach because yeah. how many people do you see doing that? And I think that's, what's great with, it just that's that's how you can tell a coach is really good if they can make everybody better, giving everybody what they need to improve themselves. They don't yeah. have to say like one program does it all. They don't need to. They're not out there just my way or the highway. Right. So. Yeah. And I think we, we hear a, a little bit of that stuff out there and, you know, it comes from multiple different angles, but um Hey, this is an individual sport at the end of the day. And uh, you need to find the right right one that works for you, but you know, find the right coach as well. So like Glenn Pendley, man, I there was there's a lot of um a lot of questions I have about, about him and how he was and how he coached and what made him so legendary. And I'm just so excited to to go down this this and uh, learn a lot about him. Yeah, no, I think it'll be I think it'll be fun, exciting, and eye-opening. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, that's probably a, a pretty good stopping point. Uh, you know, I'm working on some fun stuff in the background. Uh, Max Effort Kitchen might be um, getting a little bit more visible. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how much effort and motivation I have. Um, probably won't come till after Masters Nationals, but um, come come check out the page. Uh, watch the videos on YouTube, follow us, check out our live shows. Um, this is all, you know, my max ever kitchen is all just kind of like a love project, man. It's not, I'm not out there trying to make money. I'm just, I want to do fun things and create cool things and just have a good time. Talk about weightlifting and food and all that fun stuff. Cool. I love it. Cool, man. All right, Cornell. Uh, thank you. And uh great show. Uh, good comeback show. Uh, we'll be back next week. Same time, same channel. Yeah. Yeah. With more sleep, <laughs> with more sleep on Cornell. Um, and uh, yeah, everybody have a great night and thanks for checking us out. Adios. Bye. Bye.